What's up, everybody? This is the Hodgepodge Nothingness Podcast, and I am your host, David Korb. Uh, yesterday's game, guys, Jesus, that that sucked. Uh, the Pirates lose 14-4. Um, they're now 26-27. and 27. They're under 500 for the first time since I believe I saw April 2nd. Just an absolute collapse of epic proportions after starting the season 20-8. and eight. Um, but Let's go and get into it. Uh, right off the bat again, Marcano doubles. But then uh, on the cut pop-up, I I don't know. I guess apparently he thought that it was going to be a hit. I, I don't know what he was thinking, but he takes off and gets doubled off of, of second. Um, I, like I said, no idea what he was thinking. I'm not sure what went through his mind at that mind at that, at that time. But look, I like this kid. He had literally two doubles, had a single. His batting average is 284 now. He's got an 851 OPS. I, he made a great play at uh, to his right to get the lead out at second base. Could have been a double play if Bay could get the ball out of his glove to throw to first. He's just been a terrific baseball player for the Pirates. So yes, he made a, a dumb, you know, a dumb play at, at second. But at the same time, this kid, he plays with emotion. He plays with an edge. He's hitting the shit out of the baseball, constantly getting on base. Right now, he's the hottest hitter on the damn team. So I'm willing to give him, you know, a mulligan, if you will, on 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 the mistake in second. Uh, what else? Rich Hill was absolutely horrible in the second inning. Uh, his curveball was just getting massacred by the Giants. Uh, his stat line here, I mean, let me go look out quick. Nine hits, six runs, six earned runs, a walk, three Ks, and a home run. He was horrendous yesterday. Um, and I, you know, some things didn't help him. I mean, Palacio, the Palacio's gaff off the wall on the right side there didn't help him. But even Palacio's, he had a hell of a game hitting too. He had a triple, a double, and, and out of nowhere, he's he's been hot, man. He's got a, his batting average now is three oh four. After he when he first got caught up, he didn't have a hit for for a while, and now I think in his last. Three to four games he started, uh, he's got a hit. So now his average is all up to three hundred four. Um, so his he's uh, he's got a bat now that I think needs to play more because if he's going to keep hitting consistently and resemble anything that like he did in AAA, then this this kid's got to play. Like if they have any real hope uh, of trying to turn this ship around, if you will, I, they might want to play this kid more along with Marcano. I don't give a shit when there's lefties in the lineup. Marcano needs to play over Owens as well. I don't care. I, I've seen enough O's. Anyways, speaking of Rich Hill, though, um, I was noticing this, and it seems like other people are noticing this. I'm getting sick of, of the attitude from him on the mound when a coach comes out to talk to him. It's like, dude, you're getting your ass beat out there. And then when Marin comes out to talk to you, even when Shelton comes out to talk, it just always seems like this guy's got a fucking attitude. I don't, I don't give a shit if you're 43 years old or 23 years old if you're an ace or if you're shit, I don't care. Quit having this fucking attitude every time a coach comes out to see you on the mound. I hate it. I can't stand it. Especially when you're getting your ass beat. Like, dude, just quit acting like you're above everyone. You're nothing special. Really, really nothing special. But anyways, um, Swinski crushes his 10th home run. Uh, Scafalani, he put that pitch right over the inside corner. And so uh, the first time he did it, Swinski didn't swing at it. And I literally was saying out loud in the living room that 
And if he puts that ball there again, Solinski needs to absolutely smash it. And that's literally what happened. He put it right there again. And Solinski crushed it into the cove. And then uh, Solinski had a good game, man. Like, then he went on to have that nice catch in the eighth inning. Uh, he came crashing in on that ball that was that was a, a shallow fly ball. And he made a nice catch. And then he gets back up in, in the top of the ninth and then crushes another home run uh, off a position player, wisely, a uh, position player for the Giants. Um, and then come to find out, he was the first visiting player to do that this season. And then the first Pirate since Garrett Jones in 2013. And then uh, I want to say Mackey put something on Twitter, too, that he did. Uh, he was only the second player in Oracle Park history to have multiple splash hits in the same game. Guess who was the other one? Barry Bonds. Uh, May 10th of 2000 and May 18th of 2002. So just uh, another little fun little stat there with, with Sawinski. Um, Bay with another hit. He's got his batting average up to 275, guys. So... Um, haters can keep hating, but this kid is hitting, and 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 he's he's minimized the mistakes. Uh, in my opinion, it hasn't been as bad on the base pads either. Um, I thought it was a huge mistake yesterday, and it didn't really affect the Giants any. But but uh, Castro put the ball in play to first, and that flourished with the Giants tried to go home with it instead of going for the double play, and that was how Joe was able to score from third. I don't know what Flores was thinking. He had the, he had an easy double play. Casher just hit a little dinker uh, grounder to him. Um, what else? Bolton. Bolton comes in, gets absolutely destroyed, massacred. Point one innings, six hits, eight earned runs, two walks, no Ks, one home run. His ERA is a 15-6-3. Kid is absolutely just having a rough go at it when he gets called up. His second time getting called up now, and this is not going well. Zestrini came here, walked the first batter he saw, so it didn't go that much better with him either. He gave up a hit as well. Only .2 innings. I just, wow. Um, what else I got here? Uh, oh, the crazy play at third with Castro. Uh, Castro's playing third. There's a hit. Guy's going to third to throw. Um... You know, the tag call, they automatically, you know, they're saying that, that he was safe. But, I'm sorry, it was a grounder. That's a grounder third. And they said that, that the kit guy was safe, that Castro dropped the ball. But I'm standing there, and I see the third base coach physically grab a hold of his player and pull, push him back towards third base. And I'm screaming in my living room, he can't do that. You can't physically grab a player and force him to go somewhere like what is this coach doing and then they're doing a review on the play because it looks like the guy ran into his glove but castro is making the transition so it's like maybe it's it's he's is actually out but i'm sitting here and i'm going tom why is nobody nobody is saying a thing about the the third base coach physically pushing the runner back to third base and then after they made the out call, um, about two, three minutes later, that's when Bob Buck goes, hey, you know what? Actually, that coach put his hands on the runner. He shouldn't have done that. And I'm like, thank you. And then it comes down that that's actually what the umpires, why they wrote him out was for that reason. 
And I, and I'm thinking that did really nobody notice this till five minutes later, like that he did that. That was the first thing I picked up on. First, it was like the drop ball, and then and then the coach physically touched him. I'm like, he can't do that. Like, what is he doing? And I get it. It's a natural reaction to like you know, as a coach, you're like you know, because I've coached kids at lower levels, and you're just sometimes you just it's meant like, hey, what are you doing, dummy? Get back on the bag. So you you might want to go grab him and push them back towards the base. But they can't do that, and I was really surprised that that wasn't what got brought up in the first place. But uh, all right, moving on. Um, man, that that inning with with Bolton out there that was just horrendous. But Reynolds makes a great diving play with the game well out of hand. It was really awesome to see him make that kind of effort. Uh, but he ended the pain by making that diving catch and that horrible inning. Um. Owens was the first positional player to pitch for the Pirates since Josh Van Meter last year. So just to give you some uh, insight into that, um, Pirates were, at the end of the day, they were one for nine with runners in scoring position. Um, they had a total of nine hits. Uh, just just only three Ks. They didn't strike out a lot, but they just, uh, they just couldn't put up a lot of runs. Or not enough what they needed, at least. My least valuable player, it's it's got to be the, the the pirate pitching. They were just absolutely horrendous. Hill and 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 Bolton, they, they were that was the I think it might have been the worst combined pitching I'd seen by the Pirates in a long time this season. Like I I, I hadn't seen that kind of drubbing for the pirate pitchers in a while. I I, I just that was horrendous. And then uh, my MVP, it's going to be three of them. I, you know, it's going to be Marcano. And Sawinski, it's going to be Palacios. I mean, Marcano goes three for four. He's got, like I said, batting average with 284. Then Sawinski hits two dingers. You know, I, just absolutely crushing the baseball. And then Palacios, a triple, a double, scores a run. I mean, those three guys are hitting hitting the crap out of the baseball. And they're being, especially Marcano and Palacios, they've been real consistent. They've been doing really well. So I... For me, it, it was it's easy to to make them uh, my MVP, but I mean like Swinsky, it's no brainer. I mean, you, when you crush two balls into the cove, yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm impressed. All right, guys, I'm gonna go ahead and do a game two preview. Um, it's gonna be uh, Johan Oviedo taking on John Brebia. Um, looks like he is a right-handed pitcher. Uh, 23 games, he's 2-0 and with a 3.68 ERA, 22 innings pitch, 31 Ks, and a 1.09 ERA. So he he's actually been doing pretty well for them. Uh, like I said, it's going to be Oviedo on the mound versus him. In 10 games, Oviedo's 3-4 with a 4.70 ERA, 53.2 innings pitched, 48 Ks, and a 1.53 whip. Like I said, they're going to be taking on another righty, so... With, the, with Santana being sort of hurt, uh, it looks like Joe might get more playing time. Um, I saw Santana said that he's hoping not to go on the IL. He's hoping just to get some treatment and he'll be okay. So, yeah, I, I could. it looks like Joe will definitely probably be at first base. And honestly, I hope that means Palacios is in right field again because his bat plays, man. They need, they need to have him out there, Sawinski, Bay. And, and Marcano. If they have any hope turners around, those four combined with, with Reynolds, 
really have been your your source of offense, and that that should be the five that are out there right now. Um, look, Castro, Castro just uh, I don't I don't know, man. Like he's not showing me anything. Uh, he he was really suspect at third base. Like he had the ball that he booted towards the end there for that error. Then he had another ball that he should have made a double play out of, but he but he couldn't get a grip on the ball or something, so that didn't happen. And, and then the crazy play at third where he dropped the ball in the tag. The guy is just – I don't know, man. He's – everywhere you put him, it could be get interesting. I don't know. And then as far as hitting the baseball goes, I I haven't been – he just hasn't – he looked like he was going to do a little bit. And then uh, two out of the last three games when he did get to start, he just hasn't – done much so i don't i don't know man for all the, the don't get me wrong i i want to see him play i really do um but like i said like if you're really trying to turn this around if you truly are trying to win with the pirates i'm really not sure with with charrington and 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 basically the non-moves that have been made uh and with shelton and some of the stupid shit that he does i i don't I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I don't know if they're they're really trying to win or not. That those comments that Charrington made the other day about projections and how they didn't think they would be where they're at. You know, I, I, I don't want to hear that shit. Don't say that shit out loud. Nobody wants to hear that. But it just sounds like okay. So what are you? Are you content with this? You're content with going twenty eight and then collapsing like this to go twenty six and twenty seven? You should be embarrassed. I, I I mean, especially if I'm the damn manager, I'd be embarrassed. I allow my team to only win six games in the month of May. Like, I, I just don't understand. Like, I don't know, man. It's just crazy to me. And it's just like Charrington and them, it looks like, feels like they never meant to compete at all anyways. You know, we were told 23 is going to be fun. 23 is going to be fun. Yeah, well, April was fun. May's been miserable. Absolutely miserable. So... And I, you know, I'm talking to people on Twitter, and you know, the hope is Andy gets called up early June. I, you know, maybe Gonzalez, and I, and I don't, I don't, I don't believe that's going to happen. I don't buy it. People want Austin Davis. That ain't going to happen. I'm sorry, Henry Davis. I he, I don't see it happen either. Not, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. Happen. It's going to be at least July, I think, before they call up Andy or Gonzalez. And Henry Davis ain't, ain't getting called up at all until probably September. By then, it'll probably be too late. So I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I don't want to be this negative, but I'm also realistic, and it's just been an absolute shit show in the month of May, and I don't have any real hope that they're gonna they're gonna do anything to help this ball club. They're gonna call up some guys that are gonna be guys you've never heard of in your entire life unless you actually pay attention to the farm. And for a casual Pirate fan, I can just see it. You're gonna be like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And that's exactly what's gonna happen because. I'm also waiting to see what they're going to do with Contreras. Is he going to be an opener? Is he going to be a starter? Is it what, what are they going to do with him? They only got four guys right now that are starting pitchers. So who are they going to call up? That Beto? Are they going to call Beto out of AAA? Or are they going to call, you know, I don't, I, Caleb Smith, they're going to call him up? Like, I don't know who they're going to call up to be the fifth starter. I don't know what, are they going to do a bullpen game? I don't know what they're going to do. But it's, this is an absolute shit show. And I'm not, I'm just not 100% sure that they're they're going to do anything real about it to fix it. Uh, so, but uh, that's that's all I got, guys. Hey, if you like the podcast, please subscribe. I'd really appreciate it. Um, don't forget, I'm also on the Steelers Sanctuary podcast. I was David Greer from SteelersSanctuary.com. If you're a Steelers fan, you can subscribe to that. 
Um, we're supposed to be doing an interview with Vince Williams, I believe, tomorrow. So that'll get posted later on in the day um, if you're interested in that. But uh, all right, guys, that's that's all I got. Take care. I'm out.